Aristotle's rhetorical triangle of ethos, pathos, and logos still finds a home in modern rhetorical theory. I find myself invoking these modes of appeal almost daily. In 1964, Wayne Booth wrote a paper titled The Rhetorical Stance. He makes two practical observations here. The first idea that I take away from it concerns balance. When I read Aristotle's rhetoric, I think he imagines three well-polished modes of appeal in the best scenario. Apply a good ethos appeal, a good pathos appeal, and a good logos appeal. Then it's a slam-dunk victory persuasion. But by talking about balance, Booth suggests that a speaker needs to consider other variables in the context of communication. Effective persuasive communication is not a one-size-fits-all thing. There are times when a speaker needs to shift the balance slightly. One audience might want numbers and facts. A stronger logos appeal would be appropriate. Another audience might be less interested in numbers, but more interested in aesthetics. So a pathos appeal will be most effective. For example, imagine that I work as an architect and I need to present my design to a group of engineers. I've created some expansive arches and fancy features. I might want to mention the load calculations and the material stress limits. Data. I logos appeal. But imagine that the group for the presentation is visual designers. They probably don't care about the load and stress calculations, so I might want to talk about the light and spatial dynamics of the design, or how people will respond emotionally to the design. This shift would be a shift to a pathos appeal. Booth is correct that finding the right balance is critical. Understand the audience. Frame your communication for a particular audience. It often happens that people don't consider the audience or the situation carefully. A presentation then unfolds with an unbalanced discourse. It may also happen that the balance is deliberately distorted as well, as we'll see in a moment. First, I think it's clear that Booth is looking at rhetoric through Aristotelian glasses. His paper says that a quote, rhetorical stance is a stance which depends on discovering and maintaining in any writing situation a proper balance among the three elements that are at work in any communicative effort. The available arguments about the subject itself, the interests and peculiarities of the audience, and the voice, the implied character of the speaker. Let's unpack the last bit of this quotation, which echoes Aristotle's Rhetoric is the skill of finding in any given situation the available means of persuasion. Booth's available arguments about the subject itself must mean the logos appeal. The interests and peculiarities of the audience must mean the pathos appeal. The voice, the implied character of the speaker must mean the ethos appeal. These three modes of appeal, these three elements of a communicative effort, need to be balanced. Booth raises a second aspect. Aside from finding the correct balance, many people may intentionally distort the balance with the hope of persuading the audience. This distortion he calls corruption. You will encounter persuasive corruption on a daily basis. There are 
three types of corruptions, one for each mode of appeal. For example, in an academic world, it is not unusual to find someone lecturing from a set of notes or filling a blackboard with equations. Politicians and government offices often write material that is painfully wordy or even intentionally unclear. In these cases, the logos appeal is corrupted. We might say of someone who is focused on words, for example, well, that person is just being pedantic. Booth will call this corruption the pedant's stance. The pedant's stance consists of ignoring or underplaying the personal relationship of the speaker and the audience and depending entirely on statements about a subject. The second corruption is called the advertiser's stance. In this case, the communication is undervaluing the subject and overvaluing pure effect. In other words, the speaker or the writer wants to press the emotional buttons of the audience so strongly that the audience does not consider the logic of the position. For example, several advertisements made by PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, use this technique with graphic images of butchered animals or shocking language. For example, one that was posted in Manitoba, an innocent young victim's throat is cut. His struggles and cries are ignored. The man with the knife shows no emotion. The victim is slaughtered, his head cut off, his flesh is eaten. It is still going on. The last paragraph of the advertisement says, if this ad leaves a bad taste in your mouth, Clearly, they intend a strong, visceral reaction, a gut-wrenching reaction, an emotional reaction. This is the advertiser's corruption. Lastly, we might find an imbalance sliding to an exaggerated ethos appeal. Booth calls this the entertainer's stance, an unbalanced emphasis on displaying or using the speaker's personality, ability, or characteristics at the expense of a solid message. Have you ever noticed a famous person telling you to buy or use a particular product? Influencers are a thing now. It could be a case of the entertainer's stance. Jennifer Aniston tells me I should use Aveeno face cream. She does, so I should too. Perhaps I will then use Aveeno. Obviously, this method of communication works on many people. Marketing relies on it. Influencers rely on it. But did she say anything about why the product works? Are there any reasons given? No. The corruption obscures the logos appeal. I would note here that Aristotle makes a similar point. The ethos appeal can be so strong that the audience simply does what the speaker wants. So that is Booth in a nutshell. An unbalanced communication leads to a corruption of rhetoric. Corruptions create bad rhetoric and a bad attempt at persuasion. They might work in some instances, but there is a risk that the audience will notice the distortion, the corruption, and then the persuasion collapses quickly. Always seek the proper balance of all three modes of appeal.